It is a showtime. This is the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Oh, hell yeah! 20 questions, 105 possible points. I have an answer to your question. General knowledge categories like literature, music, sports, history, TV, geography, and many more. All in a pub trivia game format. I'm paying thousands of dollars for education. Apparently, I don't need to. I have a question for you. Are you ready to pass the bar? Hell yeah, I'm ready. This is a heavy beat production. This is the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Welcome back. We host this game. We're about to play four nights a week in front of live pub drinking audiences. And uh, we bring it to you at your fingertips on the World Wide Web and social media so you can play at work, you can play at the commute, or just get ready for your next pub trivia night. Whatever you want to do, uh, we make it available to you for your listening pleasure. My name is Edge, the man with all the answers. Just don't ask me for advice because uh, we might get off to a real bad start. A lot of poor decisions on this resume, and that's Jason Y. I'm here hosting trivia tonight also. You've reached the pinnacle of your career (laughs) sitting here next to me. Joining me today, our measuring stick, we like to call him, Jason Young. That was my nickname in college, measuring stick. Yeah, he's going to be playing uh, (laughs) alongside you, so if you want to compete tonight, that's awesome. Jason's here for that. So what is the bar exam? It is a pub trivia game consisting of 20 uh, questions divided into two halves, and each half is then divided into three parts. Each part contains three questions so before three question part begins i read out three categories and then i ask a question pertaining to one of those categories and normally when we're at the pub we would play a song but since we're trying to keep things uh, moving with this game and since you know quite honestly i have no copyright justification i'm i'm no jay-z uh we are going to play this sound effect for you which feels a little jay-z it's about 12 seconds long. Okay. Okay? Gosh. So, that is pretty quick. If at some point during the game, if that's too quick for you, just pause the podcast. It's no big deal. It, it, we're not pausing it for this guy, though. No. He's, he's got to play the whole thing straight seconds. through. So, really, it's that simple. The, you, you submit an answer before the end of that sound effect. Here is the rub of the game, though. Each player is given a value of 6, 3, and 1 before each three-question part. You must wager each of those values once per part. So you can score 10 points per part at maximum. We only give you points for the right answers. There's no penalty for guessing. But once you wager a value, right or wrong, you cannot wager again until the beginning of the next part. So if you wager six right off the get-go in part number one, right or wrong, your six can no longer be used for the next two questions. You would have to wait to use a six again when we get into part number two. It makes more sense as the game goes along. Doesn't it, Jason? Yes. I swear it does. Uh, if you're totally lost, you can always check out our website, heavybeatrivia1.com. We also are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Bar Exam, PT Pod. We have the scoring info there. Uh, we also have the actual scoring sheets that we use at our live games, and that should help you visualize things a little bit more. And look, you know what? If you don't want to keep score, if you want to create your own scoring system, uh, then to hell with mine. Who cares? Just have fun with it, right? Jason's here if you're trying to compete, but if you don't want to compete, You just do you, man. Come at me. There is no problem there. If you are competing, though, consider these rules. This is normally a team game. So you can talk out answers with your team. Just don't scream answers out. Doing that habitually can really ruin this game. So don't do it. Once you hand your answer in to your host or scorekeeper, the answer is final. You can't give it back or get it back once you give it to your host. And finally, this is a brain game. This is not a cell phone game, which really upsets Jason tonight. Yeah, it does. I'm telling you that. But if you're looking up answers on your cell phone, internet, first of all, you're a loser. I say that all the time. But second of all, you're cheating. So just don't do it. Me, and you're it, cheating me. Yeah, exactly. Right. 
And if you're caught cheating, you should be disqualified by your host. Uh, and if you're cheating or not, just know you're a liar if you're not caught. I do want you to do me a favor, though, if you're not caught cheating. Go home, look at yourself in the mirror, and just say, hey, man, I am not as smart as I think I am. Okay? Uh, once again, my name is Edge. I will be your host this evening, and all decisions I make are final. Jason, are you ready to pass the bar, buddy? Let's rock. Here we go. Your first three categories tonight are food and beverage, internet and tech, and movies. Once again, food and beverage, internet and tech, and movies. Let's get fired up with question number one. And again, don't scream out answers. Some of these questions are easier than others. What's the name of the style of ice cream flavor that features strawberry, chocolate, and vanilla? Once again, what's the name of the style of ice cream flavor that features strawberry, chocolate, and vanilla? Good luck. Well, that's pretty long, actually. I'm sitting here, you well, know, waiting for it to end, and that's uh, going on. Of course, it is a lot easier on this side of the microphone. It is. I know that. And that was an easy question. We like to throw out a softball to get the game going here. What's the name of the style of ice cream flavor that features strawberry, chocolate, and vanilla? The correct response is Neapolitan. Jason, you want to show your answer to the yeah, audience there? you there. go. Neapolitan, six, six points for me. So he's got that one right. He can't wager six now for the next two questions. He can only wager a three or one. And had he gotten that one wrong, it would still be the same way. He burnt his six on that question right there. Second question to part number one, keeping the game moving right along, see if we can keep the good times rolling for Jason here. Within one, Wikipedia formally launched the online encyclopedia January 15th of what year? Once again, you can be within one. Wikipedia formally launched the online encyclopedia January 15th of what year? Good luck, everybody. It's a tough one. Everybody uses it. It's hard to believe it's it's this old, actually. When I tell you the answer Are you here. Judging, you're looking at my answer. I mean, I, I have me. the I have the luxury right. of looking at your answer, which is nice. Uh, <laughs> within one. Wikipedia formally launched the online encyclopedia January 15th of what year? The correct response was the year 2001. Okay, forget that. So 2000, 2001, 2002 would have been the correct response. So, Jason, just for sake of the game, we don't have to do this the whole game. You got it wrong on that one. What did did. you wager? I I wagered one. So he only has a three now remaining. If you are competing, he only has a three remaining in this part. Here we go with your final question to part number one. It's a movies category question. What movie coined the phrase, say hello to my little friend? Boy, that is a bad, bad impression right there. It's awful. I'm just going to say it this time. What movie coined the phrase, Say hello to my little friend. Good luck, everybody. Go ahead and give myself the points for this because I'm confident in that one. One of the all-time classic movies. I think, in fact, in that, um, I don't know what it was, Internet Movie Database or Rolling Stone, one of the top ten movies of all time. Sure. Uh, The movie coined the phrase, say hello to my little friend. It was Scarface. And, of course, Scarface was Al Pacino in that movie. All right, so Jason, what'd you get in that first part? So I got my six correct and my three correct, so I scored nine points in the first block. Pretty good first block here. Uh, Let's go on to part number two now. Famous firsts, music, and television. Once again, famous firsts, music, and television. Here is your famous firsts category question. What TV network became the first to broadcast via satellite in 1975? 
with their airing of the famous Thrilla in Manila boxing match. Once again, what? That would, okay, take it easy. Yeah, I'm you sorry. Got it, you got it. Sorry. What TV network became the first to broadcast via satellite in 1975 with their airing of the famous Thrilla in Manila boxing match? Good luck, everybody. It is a tough one. It's really tough. Especially since I wasn't alive. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's hard to believe this network is actually that old. What TV network became the first to broadcast via satellite in 1975 with their airing of the famous Thrilla in Manila boxing match? You were only right if you wrote HBO. Wow. The home box office. Yep. All right, music category question. Didn't go well for Jason on that one. I can tell you that, folks. Getting jiggy with Miami and Wild Wild West are songs written and recorded by what rap and movie star? Once again, getting jiggy with it. Miami and Wild Wild West are songs written and recorded by what rap and movie star? Good luck, everybody. Normally, I'm awful at music, but this one was... Yeah. I feel good about this one. Kind of like a little crossover one there for you. Nice. You know, that's one thing you'll notice about this game the more you play it also. These questions vary in difficulty and are just random as hell also. Yeah, awesome. Y- you never know when they're coming and, and when they're not, when you're going to get an easy one. Of course, it's all relative, I guess. Your music category question, getting jiggy with it. Miami and Wild Wild West are songs written and recorded by what rap and movie star? You were only right if you wrote The Fresh Prince, of course, Will Smith. I am the judge and jury of everything. Would you have accepted Fresh Prince on that one, Jason? I, I mean... Mm, yes. Okay, we'll yes, give it to you. If I you said Fresh but Prince, I wrote Will Smith. <laughs> if you said Fresh Prince, we will give it to you. All right, TV category question is the final question of part number two. This is a tough one, man. This was a great show, though, for about four seasons. Christian Troy and Sean McNamara are plastic surgeons on what FX show that aired for four seasons? Once again, Christian Troy and Sean McNamara are plastic surgeons on what FX show? that aired for four seasons. Good luck, everybody. Right there, buddy. How about that? Go ahead and give everybody the answer here, uh, Jason. Christian Troy and Sean McNamara, plastic surgeons on what FX show that aired for four seasons? It was good for about three seasons. And really went off the rails on that fourth season. Yeah. It got weird in that fourth season. What is it, though? Go ahead and tell Nip everybody. Nip Tuck. Nip Tuck is the correct response. And uh, if you haven't seen it, it is it is worth a watch, man. If you're looking for something to binge on Netflix, I'm not sure if it's there. I'm sure it is. But All right, getting into your part three categories. Uh, they are sports, arts and entertainment, and geography. Once again, sports, arts and entertainment, and geography. Sports category question. First question of part number three. Where did former NBA star Chauncey Billups play college basketball? Won a championship with the Pistons, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he did. But where did he play college? Where did former NBA star Chauncey Billups play college basketball? Good luck, everybody. Wow. You look, and then I I feel like, oh, should I bet more? Should I bet less? 
Normally, you don't get to see everybody's answer. I'll tell you what, man. That's a tricky one. That's a tricky one because he, he was a much better NBA player than he was a uh, college player. For yes. sure. I mean, he went to the NBA, the NBA, so he was a great college player, but he was a much better uh, made a much bigger mark on the NBA. Where did former NBA star Chauncey Billups play college basketball? You were only right if you wrote Colorado. Yeah, I yeah. should have wagered more. Should have. Part of the Big 12 conference, I think. At the time? Yeah, back yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah, that was before a, 2012. Yeah, that program so. is not as good no, as it was not. back they're then. Hearts and Entertainment category question. He's on a roll over here, guys. Uh, the guy to my left. In what famous musical does the cast sing a song titled 525,600 Minutes? Once again, in what famous musical does the cast sing a song titled 525,600 Minutes? Good luck, everybody. All right, your arts and entertainment category question. In what famous musical does the cast sing a song titled 525,600 Minutes? You were only right if you wrote Rent. Rent. Which he did. Man, this guy's on a roll right now. So this, uh, thank, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. This musical just celebrated a milestone. It's What's like that? It's 25th anniversary. Is it really? Yeah. It's not on Broadway. Is no, it on? no, no, no. It's just, it's on a national tour now. Okay, cool. Is yeah. it coming, uh... Anywhere locally to where we are? I think it was just in Morgantown. Okay. Like literally last week it was in Morgantown. Cool. All right, geography category question. Based on population, this is the final question to part number three, by the way. Based on population, what is the smallest state in America? Once again, based on population, what is the smallest state in America? Good luck, everybody. terrible about how I wagered in this block. Boy, that's a uh, a good answer right there. But it's not the one. Although it's not correct. <gasps> uh, the smallest state in America based on population is Wyoming. Wyoming is the correct response. So, okay. uh, it is now time for your halftime question. The halftime question works a little differently now. This is your final question of the half, obviously. This question is going to have five correct answers. You're going to get two points for each answer you get correct. So you're going to have an opportunity to score 10 points during this halftime question. And normally, if we were at the pub, we would play two songs for this question. What we're going to do in this case, we're going to take a two-minute break <laughs> and give you that time to uh, try and figure it out. Again, hey, if it's too fast for you, pause the podcast. Our boy Jason doesn't have that luxury. No, though. I don't have a pause All button. All right, here is your halftime question. <clears throat> and again, I'm going to provide the link for you where we got this. Obviously, you know, you can find anything to meet your agenda on the uh on the internet, but according to the National Center for Educational Statistics 2016, we're going back a few years here, name the five presidents that have the most schools named after them in the United States. Once again, according to the National Center for Educational Statistics 2016, now this was a study, name the five presidents who have the most schools named after them in the United States. It's four years old, so we're going to give or take a few here. But uh, you get two minutes. We're going to take a brief time out. We'll be right back with half number two and your halftime answer. You're listening to the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. You're in the game with Edge on the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. 
Hey, it's Edge from the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Want to give a shout out to our sponsors and let you know where you can play pub trivia live on location. Mondays, I'm in Buck Cannon for Bar Bingo Night at Buffalo Wild Wings. Straight up bingo, but we play for gift cards. Five games, in fact, throughout the night. Five gift cards to give away. Check it out, Bar Bingo on Mondays in Buck Cannon. We call the first ball at 630. Tuesday, catch me hosting live from the Rickside Bar and Grill in Bridgeport. Showtime at 730. And right now, we're running the bonus bingo promotion exclusively at the Brickside. So log on to Heavy Beach. Trivia1.com for info on that. Top three teams for pub trivia get gift cards each night. Brickside, Lodgeville Road in Bridgeport. You can also on Tuesday catch Haas calling questions at the Ramblin' Route in Fairmont. Showtime starts at 7 o'clock. The Ramblin' Route located right there on Fairmont Avenue in downtown. Prizes for the top three teams there. Wednesdays, catch Haas again as he makes the trip to Buck Cannon for pub trivia at Buffalo Wild Wings. It's an early game. Starts at 6.30. Buffalo Wild Wings in Buck Cannon. You can see it right from Route 33. Prizes for the top three teams in Buck Cannon. Magic's Bar and Grill also hosts a game on Wednesday night with your host with the most, Rob. Magic's located on Middletown Road there in Whitehall, a newly smoke-free facility also, which is really cool. Game starts at 7 o'clock there. Check out Magic's on Wednesday night. Prizes for the top three teams. Thursday, we give the bar exam in Fairmont at the Derby, probably my favorite place in the world. Really, I'm telling you. Greg is your host on Thursdays. The Derby, located on Virginia Avenue, right next to East West Stadium. Smaller joints, so get there early, get yourself a seat. Prizes for the top two teams at the Derby. Game starts at 7 o'clock. And then I'm back at it on Thursdays also, live from Meager's Irish Pub in Bridgeport. Benton Court at the new Charles Point Plaza. Top three teams get paid, including a $40 gift card for first place. Great selection of beer, too, at Meager's. Check us out Thursday for the bar exam. Gets underway at 7.30. Email us at baregzamptpod at gmail.com. Thanks for playing the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Contact us on Twitter. Bar Exam PT Pod. Now back to the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. You are listening to the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. We are back for half number two, but before we get to that, got to give you your halftime question. Of course, for each one of these I read out that you get correct, you add two points for your score. Currently, uh, according to the National Center for Educational Statistics, this is 2016 now, name the five presidents who have the most schools named after them in the United States. Obviously, it's back from 2006. The link is provided right there below for you. So we may have some fluctuation here, but these are the answers we're going with. With 94 schools in America, Named after this president, John F. Kennedy tops the list. With 73 schools named after him, our third president, Thomas Jefferson, is second on this list. 53 schools named after our first president, George Washington. 52 schools named after Woodrow Wilson. And 45 schools are named after the 16th president ended the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. God, so, <laughs> Jason, show everybody what you got here. I got Washington and Wilson right, Herbert Hoover, LBJ, and James Monroe incorrect. Those aren't bad guesses, though, honestly. Well, there's a James Monroe here in West Virginia, which is, and a Herbert Hoover, which is why I picked that. And you had 25 points going into that halftime question, yeah. so you got three of them right? or two? Two, uh, I got two, two of them right. right yeah. So his total right now is 29 points. 29. If you are playing at the office, playing at work, whatever, uh, if you're playing with other people right now, you should tell everybody what you have. We always read out our standings at halftime. There's no standings to read out right now other than that Jason has 29 points. Right. And then we hop right into the second half of Pub Trivia. The second half, we up the ante here now. You can uh, wager 7, 5, or 3, so you can now score 15 points per part instead of 10. Okay, 7, 5, or 3, you can score 15 points per Per part. Here we go. Part number four. First question, or first categories, I should say, the second half. They are movies, music, and literature. 
Once again, movies, music, and literature. It, it's kind of weird this is happening right now. Jason and I were just talking about this next film here. Oh, boy. Uh, before we came on the air. Oh, the, no. The Academy Award-winning film Chicago features this actor as lawyer Billy Flynn. Once again, the Academy Award-winning film Chicago features this actor as lawyer Billy Flynn. Good luck, everybody. I think Jay-Z, I mean, I don't know that this beat is that good, but Jay-Z is no. good enough that he could probably put down a pretty wicked rhyme to this. Right. It's not that bad of a beat. No. It's not great. It might be below Jay-Z, though. No, way, way <laughs> below. I mean, how low can you go? The Academy Award-winning film Chicago features this actor as lawyer Billy Flynn. You were only right if you wrote The Handsome. Sexiest Man Alive uh, by People Magazine several times. Yep. Richard Gere. And Jason is off to a good start here, folks. Bet the max on that one. Got that one right. Music category question a little bit tougher. I don't know if this one's up your alley. We'll see. It was certainly in your wheelhouse like when you were in high school, but I don't know. $3 Bill, y'all, was the debut album for this hard rock band released in 1997. $3 Bill, y'all, was the debut album for this hard rock band released in 1997. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> Not it. <laughs> That's a tough one, man. You really got to be into this music, I feel like. Although this band was definitely mainstream. $3 Bill, y'all. Debut album for this hard rock band, released in 1997. Limp Bizkit. Oh, yeah. Is the correct response. I think they had one about, like, hot dog-flavored water right after that, too. They had some pretty cool names for their for their albums. Not much of a fan of their music, though. I put Nickelback. <laughs> Yeah, Nickelback. <laughs> Listen, that's a great default answer in this game. Let me just tell you that. Yeah, sometimes if you don't have the right answer, the funny answer is just, <laughs> just, just as appreciated. Literature category question. Final question to part number four. What Shakespeare play asks the famous line, to be or not to be? Once again, what Shakespeare play asks the famous line, to be or not to be? Good luck, everybody. Uh, my partner here, actually, uh, young entrepreneur, owns a theater company um, that does a lot of Shakespeare work. Yes. Do you know the monologue, the whole monologue, to be or not to be, or I, what? I know a lot of it. Well, I'm not going to ask you to do it here. I, I just would, yes, uh, because that would probably. If they're not bored already, right. bore everyone to death. <laughs> they were asking these questions, and this guy started doing Shakespeare. <laughs> what Shakespeare know, play asks the famous line to be or not to be? You were only right if you wrote hamlet so it is now time for our part five categories moving this game right along we're back into sports gonna hit you with some tv and some history after that sports tv history here is your sports category question who was the first team ken griffey jr played for in the major leagues once again who was the first team that ken griffey jr played for in the major leagues good luck everybody I'm going for it. This is one of those, like, you feel like it's a trick. It's not. I okay, good. It should, uh, I think it's that easy. Okay. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. started his career with the Seattle 
Mariners. Awesome. And that was back, I don't even know when, but it was a long time ago, man. All right. Keeping it going with your TV category question. I love this question. Used to love this show. What actor once had a quiz game show on Comedy Central where contestants could win his money? Once again, which actor once had a quiz game show on Comedy Central where contestants could win his money? Good luck, everybody. It's, I mean, if you're a trivia fan, if you're watching sure. this show, I'm sure you, you probably watched that show also. Yeah. Or listening to this show, however you're doing it. What actor once had a quiz game show on Comedy Central where contestants could win his money? This is the second question, by the way. At part number five, you were only right if you wrote Ben Stein. That guy was smart, yeah. too, man. You think they gave him answers or, like, had, like, a, a, a series of, like, 500 questions or 300 questions that they'd give him? Because he know, was smart, man. I mean, he knew some stuff that was way out there. Sure. Uh, maybe he just provided them with, like, things he was comfortable yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not happening on this show, by the not way. Not at all. Uh, based on, on his <laughs> score, uh, I can tell you that. All right, history category question. This is a multiple choice question. In a roundabout way, within one year, Brown versus the Board of Education, which made separate but equal laws illegal, was decided in which year? Once again, within one year, and it, I'm sorry, it happened in the 1950s also. That's why it's kind of a multiple yeah. choice question. Within one year, Brown versus the Board of Education, which made separate but equal laws illegal, was decided in which year of the 1950s? Good luck, everybody. Got these two for sure. I mean, everybody knows this case, certainly. Everybody's familiar with the ramifications. It's hard to uh, know what exact year it was in, though. A lot of people say 1955 on this one. Within one, Brown versus the Board of Education, which made separate but equal laws illegal, was actually decided in the year 1954. So 53, 54, or 55 would have been the correct response. And based on the sigh of disgust out of my partner no. here, um, you can tell that he got that one wrong, folks. All right, so final part is part number six. Your categories are food and beverage, presidents, and science. Once again, food and beverage, presidents, and science. Here is your food and beverage category question. What major brewer was responsible for marketing Zima in the 1990s? Was it Coors, Miller, or Anheuser-Busch? Once again, what major brewer was responsible for marketing Zima in the 1990s? Was it Coors, Miller, or Anheuser-Busch? Good luck, everybody. I think Coors and Miller are together right now. They were not, though, back in the 90s. Zima was nasty. I really... <laughs> I honestly, I've never, I never drank I, it. Oh, I have no idea. I never drank it, and I, uh, in the 90s, was, was drinking a lot. <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, what major brewer was responsible for marketing Zima in the 1990s? You were only right if you wrote Coors. Oh, man. All right, President's Category question, keeping this game rolling on. Within two years, how old was Abraham Lincoln when he was assassinated? Once again, within two years, how old was Abraham Lincoln when he was assassinated? Good luck, everybody. Again, an event a lot of people are familiar with, but how, uh, you know, the, the, the devil's in the details. How well do you know the details of this event? 
Uh, within two years, how old was Abraham Lincoln when he was assassinated? He was 56 yes. years old. So 54 through 58. Jay wrote 54 over here. <laughs> Barely got in. Barely. On the grace. All right, your science category question is the final question of part number six. After this, we will have one more question. I'll explain how that one works. But first, to science. What's the term for a wolf habitat? Once again, what is the term for a wolf habitat? Good luck, everybody. Uh, I think we've got him stumped over here, guys. It's my seven. Science is my seven. I'll shut up. Let him think. I mean, this is all I got, buddy. What is the term for a wolf habitat? You were only right if you wrote a den. Yeah. <laughs> a wolf den. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there yeah. you have it. All right. Now, big. Uh, it is time for your final question of the night. Final question works a little differently. You don't need to, uh, or you do need to wager on this question, but it works just like Jeopardy. You can wager anywhere between zero and 20 points. If you get the final question correct, I'll add whatever you wager to your final score. If you get it wrong, I'm going to take away whatever you wager from your final score. So there is strategy involved. Normally, this is the time where I would read out the standings to the bar so we could decide on how you would wager. If you're playing at the office right now or, or playing at home or the pub, whatever, wherever you're playing, you may want to pause it now and read out your standings. Um, otherwise, I'm just going to go ahead and ask this final question here, Jason. Okay. I have 65 points, by the way. Jason has 65 points. That's a pretty good game here. That yes. is. I mean, I, I actually say 65 is a passing grade in the bar exam. Anything less, you usually fail for the evening. Anything more is a really, really good score. 65 is usually the, the midpoint. Here we go. Final question. On what day of the week did the first day of the millennium fall? Once again, on what day of the week did the first week or did the first day, I should say, of the millennium fall. And normally we would play two songs here, give you a chance to think about it. Instead, we're going to take a real quick two-minute break, and we'll be back right after this. It's the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Thanks for listening. Did you hear a mistake or wrong answer to a question? Let us know about it. Email the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast staff at baremptpod at gmail.com. Here's this week's top team names from the Bar Exam Live on Location games. At number 10, the Nation of Quizlaw. At number 9, in dog beers, we've only had one. At number 8, strippers only shave above the knee. At number 7, sofa, king, smart. At number 6, tasteful side boob. At number 5, sacks and racks. At number 4, Haywood, jablomi. At number 3, roll us up and smoke us when we die. Number 2, bed, bath. And your mom. And the number one team name from this week's live on location bar exam games. Rattlesnakes and condoms. Two things I don't mess with. Submit your top team names right now at the bar exam ptpod at gmail.com. The bar exam pub trivia podcast continues next. You have about 60 seconds remaining to answer this question. 60 seconds. Good luck. You're listening to the bar exam pub trivia podcast. Your final question is brought to you by Heavy Bee Productions. Good is only good until you've had better, and Heavy Bee Productions is the best. For information on event planning, interactive bar games, trivia leagues, video and audio production, and MC services for corporate events, weddings, and private events, check out Heavy Bee Productions online at heavybeetrivia1.com. The Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast would like to thank our sponsors. The Vintage Theater Company, offering entertainment and education through comedy sketches, Shakespeare productions, workshops, and performance training. Online at vintagetheater-wv.com and Facebook at Vintage Theater Company, LLC. 
Coming soon, the Sports Huddle Podcast, the newest pub trivia-based game. 18 sports-related questions in a four-quarter pub trivia game format. NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA, NASCAR, Premiership, NCAA. If it's a sport, then it could be in the game. And you could be, too. Play the Sports Huddle Pub Trivia Podcast. Coming soon. Details at heavybtrivia1.com. You're listening to the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. We are back with your final question on the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Jason Young joining me here, and uh, we asked Jason the final question of the evening on what day of the week did the first day of the millennium fall? That would be January 1st, the year 2000. Now, I told Jason after he had already submitted his answer that I heard today that the calendar repeats itself every seven years. I'm not sure if that helps, if it hurts, what relevance that has. I just heard that today. This is a complete guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there is some math. There's some way to figure this out. Oh, I'm sure. But I don't know. Yeah, we're just we're just not to that level yet. On what day of the week did the first day of the millennium fall? January 1st, 2000. It was a good day because it was a Saturday. Oh. So, okay. final question. Take in consideration. Add up your final scores right now. We would read out our final standings. Jason Young bet 15 on that final question. So he is going to finish today. A pretty respectable score, actually, yep. playing solo. Feel good about Normally, it. Normally, you got five, six, seven people on your team. And it's possible to get too many cooks in the kitchen in this game. But that's a pretty good score playing solo. He finishes with 50 points. So if you had more than 50, you beat Jason on the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Any final thoughts before we sign off tonight, Jason? I This was a lot of fun. I'm glad you had me uh, on to do this with you, and I'm excited to get more questions wrong next time. Well, we got another episode coming up here shortly, so stay tuned. I uh, got a question for us. You can email us at baregzamptpod at gmail, or you can reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at baregzamptpod. Listen to another episode on those aforementioned platforms. For Jason Young, my name is Edge. Thanks so much for listening. It is the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast, Jason, so I figured we'd end with a toast today. Here you go. A glass is good. A lass is good. A pipe to smoke in cold weather. The world is good. People are good. We should all try to make each other better. Don't you think, Jason? Absolutely. Cheers, partner. There you go, buddy. Thanks for listening. This is a Heavy Bee production.